Welcome to Royal Table Talk. My name is Latoya Conway Hampton and I am your host. And I'm here today to have a little bit of a conversation about forgiveness. How many times in your life have people done things to you and you find it so challenging to forgive? Well, I want to give you a few strategies. I want to really talk about a few things that you can utilize to be able to forgive the people that have hurt you, that's caused harm, that lied on you, that stole on, that stole from you, that done some things that causes you to feel uneasy when you think of them or when their name is mentioned or if you go a place, all of these things are triggers and my job is to support you through that. So forgiveness, anyone can hold a grudge, but it takes a person with character to be able to forgive you. You have to be in a place, a healthy place, which comes from building character to be able to say, you know what? I forgive you. Release that pain and release that burden. Forgiveness doesn't mean what happened was okay because a lot of things that happen to us are not okay. However, it's our responsibility to begin to forgive so we can heal and move forward. You want to be able to um, just live a life with peace, no pain. And that comes from letting go and letting God. So conversation. Very important when you're forgiven, you have to really look at the inventory. What actually really happened? And when you're looking at what really happened, you have to look from a place of um, no emotions. How do you shut your emotions down? Look at it as if you were on the outside looking in. And you have to kind of look at those situations as if I was in the same shoes, would I have done the same thing? What could I have done differently? What part did I play in this situation really happening? Now, so many times in in my years of servicing, I get people, especially when it comes to sexual assault. How do I forgive a person for sexually assaulting me? And how do I go through the level of healing that process and own up to what part I played in it? Right. And so it looks a little bit like this. And this is my experience. And this is how I was able to move beyond the sexual assault that I experienced with my stepfather. One part of it is, is really, really thinking about what happened and then thinking about how I felt the selfless part, uh, the selfish part. How did I feel? What happened? You know, why would he do such a thing? I was a child. Um, the selfless thing. Why would he do such a thing as a person? Right. What happened to him that caused him to do what he did to me? And definitely being able to check how I really, really feel about it. And then being able to forgive and, um, and then forgive me. So my process was, After coming out about the sexual assault, I was about 16 years old. The first time I mentioned it, I was deemed lying. It's not the truth. You're just mad because your baby died. So that gave me two levels of resentment, one for my mother and one for my stepfather and probably three because my dad heard it when it all came out and he didn't believe it either. And he heard it from the mouth of my stepfather and then everybody heard it. But I think that piece right there, it led me to feel like, okay, you don't believe me? What do you mean you don't believe me? This is a point with my mom. And so 
as I got in recovery and I started to dig really deep in resentment and what it can cause me to do if I don't learn how to forgive, if I don't learn how to find what part I play in it, if I don't learn how to accept that for being an experience, not who I am, right? Um, I started to look at it like, okay, he did what he did, you know, uh, for years. And I'm not going to say that it was okay, but I can say today that I've learned to forgive him most of the time. I have to be real candid because sometimes I think like, what would it be like to sit face to face with him and really have a conversation as the strong and powerful woman that I am today? Um, although I had it at 19. And so I want to go back to the thought about my mom. So I was upset because she didn't believe me. And so I had, you know, the level of resentment. You don't believe me. I came out to you and told you. And um, it came out because my baby was dying. And um, I gave birth to a premature baby and he had died at that point in time. And my mother came to see me at the hospital. But prior to him dying, you know, the baby was, um, was coming and my mom was a nurse and so she was asking him, hey, come let him see the baby being born. And I was like, no, I don't want him to look at me like that. No, I don't want him in the room. So she got a little offended, but she didn't mention it until after they airlifted the baby to another, another place. So once the baby had passed, she came to visit me and she was like, what was that about? You know, he's your stepfather. He's been there for you. And then I said, no, he a pervert. He molested me and I, I don't want him around. So she was like, you're lying because your baby died. So then I had the fact that my son had just died. I had the fact that my mother didn't believe me. And then I had the fact that I had been assaulted. So a part of recovery and learning to forgive, you have to go to all three of those levels individually. You can't just say, oh, I forget everybody for everything that happened, right? That strategy didn't work for me. But when I had to forgive my mother for believing that I was stressed out enough to blame him for something he didn't do. I had to forgive her for that because when people are under stress, they're hurt. They got a lot, a lot of things going on. Sometimes they, they do make up stuff to kind of, um, to kind of not allow you to know what's really actually going on. And so I had to say that and that she was so naive to the fact that what really happened and I had to learn to forgive her for that at that hospital. And then when they start saying, what part did you play in being sexually abused? I was like, hit me upside the head. I had nothing to do with that. I was a six year old child. My mother got arrested that night. All of the, the stuff took a place. And then the day after, and then the day after, well, I found it really challenging to far, find what part I played into it until I started writing. I had to to journal, I had to do a trauma narrative. I have to, I had to really, really look at the situation. What really took place? Not what I want to take place, not what I want to alleviate, not what I think, but what I can actually remember and recall. So after doing so, a question was asked to me. Now, what part did you play in that? And I was like, this don't make sense. This fool back in the days, not today. This fool molested me for years in a bed with my mother. What part did I play in that? Well, I realized the part that I played in it. Some of the time the situation would happen. I would pretend like I was asleep, although I was not asleep. I would just lay there, act still, maybe to go away. I wouldn't know that I'm up. 
right? That's a part that I played in it. And the next part that I played in it, the first time that it happened, my mother got arrested. She came home a couple days, you know, um, it's, he told me she wasn't gonna believe me, okay? And so as a child, I believed that. But when she came in the door and I was crying because it had been a traumatic experience, right? And the first thing she said was, well, what does she do now? And she asked him, and at that point, I know she wouldn't believe me. So it was, what, what was the use? She kissed me on my forehead and she went and hugged and did whatever she did with him, but it wasn't really about me. And so I learned that I did play a small part because I didn't say anything. Was I scared? I was. Was I responsible as a child? I was not. But in order for me to push myself to another level of healing and not wait for him and if you see this, not wait for you to come back to free my spirit, I had to own up to what part I felt that I played in it by not sharing and about playing sleep. Any kid would do that if they feel like they're in danger, you know, things of the sort. So with me being able to identify a part that I played in it, I was able to tap into forgiveness, not only uh, for you, but for me. I had to forgive myself so I can heal and be a productive citizen of society because I, I stayed in this place wanting, you know, him to come back and say he was sorry and you know I was under the influence and you know this would happen to me and you just so happened to be there I waited for that for a long time until the recovery process kicked in he'll never come back and tell me he's sorry right and and not even that probably about mm, maybe about six years ago since I've had my company I got a call from his brother you know his brother reached out to my dad and my dad said oh well, this guy is trying to find you. And I was like, find me for what? You know, and at that time, I wasn't as spiritual as I am today because maybe he was trying to clear his own spirit. I don't know. Um, and so by the time I got enough courage to call him, I got his brother. And his brother said to me, just let bygones be bygones. And I was like, oh. You know, so it was it was a dramatic experience because I felt like at that point, you know, of course I had to forgive his brother, but at that point I felt like, okay, I'm a grown woman now. This man is trying to make amends for something that he did and it, it probably needed to happen for him and I probably was waiting for it, but would appreciate it. I don't have to wait for it because I freed myself. But that part is so important. So you have to be honest about actually what really happened, right? You have to be selfless and really, really look at the overall picture, right? What, I don't know what he experienced in his life, but I know what he caused me to go through. And because of the relationship that I went through with him, my children were not, was not allowed to be kids. I didn't want them around other people. I didn't want them to spend a night at different people's houses because you don't know if they stepfather creeping in in the middle of the night or not. And so I had to also forgive him for that. And so you have to detail detail by detail go back and forgive situations because it's a sense of relief it is what i've done for years is what i've done to forgive and then the one that um is the most challenging for me through them all is to uh forgive my mother now i, I constantly um build a relationship with my mother she's older now about 69 and her health is not well and um i have to say 
two years ago, 2019, she came to me in, in, a, in a very embryonic state in her life. She wasn't walking. She wasn't really doing good, shaking, and just really not well. And I was able to forgive her on another level because I got a chance to talk to her about some of the things that I went through and I experienced. And not to mention that she also read my book. And so she was made aware of how I felt and what happened to me, which she claimed that she actually had no idea of. And so what it did for me was it allowed me to see that my mother was sick as well. In spite of her being available and able that I thought to care for me, she really truly wasn't. And so that forgiveness I had to do because I needed to make peace with that pain and the inside because I looked at my mother as a monster for years, years, years. I would love her. You better not respect her. I'm not disrespect her. I'm not gonna let anybody else disrespect her. And I love her to pieces right now today, but I had to forgive her. I had to forgive me for not really wanting to connect with her because I felt that she didn't protect me. I felt like you got two kids. One is already gone. This is the one you have. You need to keep her taken care of. And the truth of it is, is if I am not healthy enough as a person, I am not going to be able to care for my children. And so um, that's the name of my book. Now I know if you can't protect yourself, you cannot protect your children. And so I felt that she wasn't able to protect me, but in order for me to heal and be this well-rounded person that I believe that I am, I had to do a lot of forgiving, a lot of forgiving. Each situation, I had to forgive her for leaving me in the home. I had to forgive her for not believing me when I told her. I had to forgive her for being an alcoholic and I'm one myself right like huh I needed to forgive her because she couldn't do for me what I what I really needed as a mother because of her addiction and I believe that I acquired the same addiction but because of recovery I'm able to look at it differently and probably provide more for my children that she's ever that she's could ever provide for me or for my brother who I've never seen you know she was not able to care for children um, unfortunately because of some of her own trauma and and I forgive her for not being a good role model for me and and that forgiveness oh my goodness oh my goodness and when I say sometimes more than others because when I speak to her at the age of 51, when I speak to my mother and she speaks to me in the manner of a child and being a mother, when you're a parent, your kids are always gonna be your children, period. An adult, a grandmother, I'm a grandmother and she still talks to me like I'm her child, a baby. And so one day she said to me, I need you to call me back right now. And I'm like, what? In my mind, because I'm upset. I've never been disrespectful to her, but I didn't really respect her, if that makes sense. What that means to me is I didn't disrespect her by cussing at her, being mean to her, being disrespectful, but some of her opinions I didn't really value because I didn't respect that she made good decisions based on how she took care of me. So I would never disrespect her, but I did not respect her. And today I've learned to forgive her. She's done the very best that she could with me. Um, and some of you know me and you know, you're such a good person. You're so loving. And uh, my twin always say, you so humble. How you get to be so humble after all you went through? I believe um, 
that God saved me from all of that stuff because he knew that it would be a day like today and that I would share my story, not because I want y'all to feel bad for me because I don't feel bad for me, but because I want you guys to know that there is another way. And then I also, if my abuser, uh, my stepfather ever see this video, I forgive you. Now, hopefully you can do the work to forgive yourself because if you don't, you're going to rot in all of that disgust that I felt for so many years. It took recovery to bring me out of that. Um, there are some people that may be watching, listening. I, I want you to know that if you've caused harm to somebody else and you feel overwhelmed with guilt, you got to give it to God. You have to pray about it. I would encourage you to write about it. Um, and if you're a person that somebody has caused harm to you and you feel in your heart that you cannot forgive, God forgives us every single day with all of the mistakes that we make on a consistent basis. So who are you not to forgive a person? God forgives people all the time. And so I, I live by that. And again, I, I'm far from perfect. I'm not a machine. I have my moments. I have my situation where things get really, really difficult. I still have PTSD from all of the trauma that I experienced. You know, another person that I was able to forgive and not only forgive, but be in his presence and not be not so much afraid of him, but afraid of what I might do or what I might say. Um, I spent a lot of years in an abusive relationship and I, and I think that I'm at a place where I can completely forgive him and not take it back. Cause you know how you say, I forgive you until things don't go your way. I forgive you. God working on me. I forgive you. And then a situation happened and then you're no longer in that forgiving mode, right? Or you're triggered by something, as I mentioned earlier in this, in this conversation about being triggered and what I utilize to keep, bring me back is that I forgive you for, you know, I forgive you for doing this to me and I, and I forgive you for that because what I want to know is when my day come to see the good Lord, that all of the mistakes that I've made in my life and probably will continue to make, hopefully not the same ones, that God forgive me and that I can sleep in peace with no pain because I'm ready to let go and let God. My name is Latoya Conway Hampton. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to forgive. You're not forgetting, but just forgive and let go. Thank you.